Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman, and it is time to bring the orange. Welcome, Pure Report listeners. It's great to have you. Joining me today is Brian Farrar, our SAP Solutions Marketing Manager. Brian, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Thrilled to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. We've want, kind of been wanting to uh, get you on here, and there's something very timely uh, that is a good reason to have you coming up, is that we're going to be at Sapphire in a couple weeks here. Absolutely. Sapphire is uh, the central calendar event of the year for SAP aficionados. It's a big one, right? It's a big one that kind of grew out of the user groups, right? It did. They're expecting uh, some 30,000 people to descend on Orlando for a non-Disney event. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. Thanks for bringing some comedy into the Pure Report. That's fantastic. What were you doing prior to uh, joining Pure to lead our SAP efforts? Well, uh, funny you ask. I was working at Cisco. I was partnering with Pure, uh, doing SAP on FlashStack. Sounds like a good fit. Uh, great solution there with uh, all flash memory. And um, But I've been banging around the SAP world on and off for uh, almost two decades at this point. HP, Compaq, I started with SAP, and then, um, but, but it's always been on the compute side. Uh-huh. So for me, this is an interesting change to be on the storage side, and frankly, a lot of eye-openers. Right. Uh, margin was a big eye opener. Uh-huh. I, I, coming from razor thin compute margins, I had no idea what what a nice business this is over on the on the storage side. But but the other but but that aside, I think the the real excitement to me coming from the compute side to the storage side is as we've seen this global data sphere explosion mm-hmm. happening. Uh, to paraphrase the old Scott McNeely Sun thing, um, I believe the computer is now storage. Yeah. And data is centric, and that's what runs your business. And so in the SAP world, where you're really running your corporate ledger, if you will, on SAP, uh, the, um, the storage matters. And the storage makes a tangible material difference in the lives of our customers. Yeah, because it all comes down to data. And SAP is, you know, I want to take you back because you've been doing SAP for so long. And for for people that maybe don't focus in that area quite as much. I mean, we know Mm -hmm. SAP is a big giant. It's a big brand. It's Mm -hmm. a big, well-established name. It's a a huge software company that, let's face it, tons and tons of of entities rely upon to effectively make their business run. But it comes with challenges. It it absolutely comes with challenges. And SAP is uh, ubiquitous, um, I would say, in the enterprise app space now. They they won the enterprise apps wars, if you will, back in the 90s and yep. 2000s with J.D. Edwards and PeopleSoft and Bond and a whole host of others. Um, and they have emerged dominant in that space. And one of the reasons for that dominance is um, the complexity, which I think is what you're hinting at. Yeah, yeah. SAP in part is complex because people map it in a bespoke fashion to the business processes of a company. Now, what that means is if you're SAP, you can't be easily unseated. Mm. You always have a seat at the table. But it also means now you've got to support a very complex environment that um, uh, may not be consistent with the environment you see at the company next door. It, it, highly Every customized, business, I think is what we're going for, right? Yes. Every business has their unique That's right. uh, requirements. And mm-hmm. SAP says, sure, mm-hmm. we, we can build those in for you. But once you get in those, 
You know, it's it's it's, it's a the, beautiful model. The Roach Motel. <laughs> 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 they go in, but they don't go out. All right, maybe that's, that's absolutely. Maybe that's simplifying it a little bit. And, no, uh, and, I think uh, yeah, that's their business model. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now things are compounded, right? Because twenty or thirty years ago, when let's let's use the word monolithic, I mm-hmm. like to use monolithic. But now we find ourselves in the world of cloud. We find mm-hmm. ourselves in the world of big data. Mm-hmm. And if you have sort of monolithic apps and a monolithic approach, you've got to have some new consideration for how you're going to get to these this, this next way. How do you how do you integrate those into what has traditionally been monolithic? And, and SAP uh, users tend to be a fairly conservative bunch for as sure. well. Right. And I would characterize them as slow adopters to the cloud. Um, and one of the big reasons is um, the risk factor. Mm-hmm. You've got your strategic company data on this uh, environment, and it's your customer data, it's your sales information, it's your inventory levels, financials, financials. Right, that you do reporting on. Yeah, lots, report, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So um, there's been a lot of hesitancy um, to put that kind of data out on the cloud. You know, they see all the um, highly publicized. Uh, uh, intrusions and hacks and malware and people were concerned about it. I think finally, though, um, in meeting with customers uh, over the past couple of years, they've overcome that hurdle. And now everybody is looking to move, maybe not all of SAP, mm-hmm. a lot of companies still keeping the core strategic financials on premise, but moving a lot of that information, especially data you would use in analytics and business decisions, out into a hybrid or a private cloud environment. And that's very much a motion that's tied hand-in-hand with SAP HANA, mm-hmm. which is their database that's a, an in-memory database that competes with Oracle and, and SQL. Let's go there next because I'm, I'm always fascinated by the dynamics there, right? Because we, you know, we talked about application wars earlier. You could argue that database wars were concluded, you know, 30 years ago. But here we still are in a world where there is Oracle. There's, you know, SQL Server out there and a number of upstart sort of cloud native things that are out there. And SAP's done something really interesting strategically, which is to go off and develop their own in-memory database. Uh, which gets very interesting for customers who mm-hmm. are using not SAP HANA out in the future. Explain. Well, um, truth be told, uh, SAP runs against Oracle and SQL databases more often than it runs against HANA, SAP's right. own database. Um, but uh, SAP views HANA as their future, and all of their new development is going to require customers to migrate to a HANA database So if you want to take advantage of the next version of apps from SAP, if you want to take advantage of their strategy for big data and analytics, all those are very shortly going to require you to run them exclusively against HANA. And SAP has put a date out there, a mandate. By 2025, customers who are running SAP have to migrate to HANA which in turn has spurred a flurry of activity in the SAP world. Yeah, I would think so, yeah, right? It's I a mean, scary that's, mandate a, for a lot of customers. It's an interesting, yeah, it's a challenging mandate because those are not short migrations. Those are, you know, lengthy, fraught with risk, mm-hmm. um, you know, potentially hurdles that you have to overcome. People often wonder, you know, an, av- an SAP HANA migration can take a year or more, and people often who are not directly involved with SAP wonder how that's possible. But go back to this concept that it is tightly integrated with your business processes and all your operational processes that maybe go back 20, 30 years. Right, right. So you're unseating a lot of legacy Tons code. Tons of legacy code, yeah. right, that mm-hmm. is in there. 
Um, and then let's take it back to what we do here, right? And we'll get into mm-hmm. some some more of the specifics. And you alluded to this earlier, right? Just about you know that data is kind of the new currency, or it's you know it's the new the new uh, the new value for companies. And you you kind of just said it there with us, behind you you've got you've got this data that that is tied into all your business processes now, compounded with the you know the opening of of big data and analytics mm-hmm. against it. So you know we here at Pure. We care about that's why we're focusing on that's SAP. That's right. Right. That's right. And and very much we we think of SAP customers on a three stage journey. You know, their first journey, and this probably applies to seventy to eighty percent of the current SAP customer population, are still on this first stage, which says I'm going to modernize my SAP environment. I'm going to streamline it. I'm going to consolidate data on a central data store for better management. Great opportunity for Pure. And uh, I'm going to break down all these disparate silos. It's not uncommon for big companies to have 100, possibly. I mean, that might be a little bit extreme, but uh, a huge number of disparate instances of SAP because they've grown through acquisition and they've inherited a bunch of SAP environments. Or each department said, well, I'm special, so I want my own SAP instance. Yeah, carve me one off, right? Mm-hmm. right yeah, because right. nobody does it the way right. I do it. Of course, right? of course. So um, consolidation is generally a major initiative in that first stage of the journey. And storage plays the critical role in, in consolidating all that data on a single, easy-to-manage platform that scales across the next phase of their journey mm-hmm which is implementing the hybrid cloud. Right. And HANA is often a part of that journey. Both the HANA migration and the adoption of a hybrid cloud environment generally happens at about the same time. You can take both SAP of those things on and still still mm-hmm. roll with them successfully because it makes Absolutely. sense, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the hybrid cloud is, is here. So if you're going to get that in-memory database functionality and you may as well connect it. Absolutely. And people yeah. are looking for cloud economics. Okay. Um, one of the things that I've noticed looking at our win reports is almost every SAP customer buys Evergreen from us. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense if you realize that, first of all, SAP never stops growing. And you're out of capacity on almost day two of your initial SAP implementation. So one of the things that I've seen customers comment on is Pure gives us predictability around mm-hmm. our SAP expenses. We can get evergreen and we can control those expenses, but we can scale out on demand. And our our internal clients, with whom IT has SLAs, see actually with pure better performance in most cases than they saw with a previous platform. And less disruption. Much less disruption. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, risk. Zero disruption. disruption. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, risk. That's the other thing we probably should talk about more in SAP conversations is the six nines of availability that we yeah. offer yeah. and the high level of customer satisfaction that we offer. Well, and that's really what it's all about yeah. for people that are running applications, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about this in, in some of the other app sides is folks that are running apps, all they care about is risk, yes. right? Because if something happens to the apps that are running the business, that is a risk proposition, right? Mm-hmm. There is an outage. Uh, you can't take orders, you can't pay suppliers, you, you know, yeah. any number of things, right? I mean, I, I could go on with, with hundreds of different scenarios, but if you can go to an application owner, somebody running, you know, that part of the business and tell them, we can, we can mitigate that risk for you. Here's a solution. Here's a way how I think they're going to, they're going to be open to listening. Absolutely. And on average, um, if SAP goes down for 
uh, a few seconds, a few minutes. Most companies are out hundreds of thousands right. of dollars. Right. And so nobody who suffered through that then said, gee, we probably spent all we needed to on reliability. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, ne there's never enough. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So phase two, but mm -hmm. I want to finish the yeah. journey thing. If two is the hybrid cloud along mm -hmm. with HANA, right. the road to HANA, kind of we say here. Mm -hmm. The um, road to HANA. Then three is three, the analytics piece. Absolutely. Okay. Three is, right. is big data and analytics. So uh, more than ever before in the history of our industry, we all know that information is power. It's competitive advantage. And with an in-memory database like HANA, or Oracle for that matter, uh, people are looking to collect all their internal legacy application data, your incumbent data that you're running your business on, and combine that with external environmental data. Maybe that's uh, IoT sensor data coming in. And make real-time decisions that will help you guide uh, expensive uh, uh, business operations, you know, do I do I double do I buy more inventory? Do I uh, reduce inventory? Do I raise prices? You know, all these kinds of strategic business decisions are happening out of the analytics that are created with combining SAP data with additional data from other applications or other sources. Which is very powerful, right? I mean, you do have app, the, the, this. I mean, what it's enabling is the ability to access this really large pool of info from from a central location, and then to be able to do things across it. Mm -hmm. Ab absolutely, and um, most companies, just as you've uh, as you've had application sprawl, a lot of companies have had um, big data sprawl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've got an Oracle data warehouse over here. I've got a Teradata data lake over there. I'm doing some stuff in HANA around my inventory and ERP. How do I get a holistic view of that? And uh, that's where the analytics comes in. And um, I know there's a lot of interesting schemes that SAP is bringing to the table that align with our strategies to help make that happen. Uh, in, in particular, uh, support of um, high compute uh, processing uh, platforms based on NVIDIA, for example, good partner of ours mm -hmm. in the SAP space with Pure, um, and also uh, schemes like containers. SAP's data hub is based on Kubernetes containers, and the idea is that simplifies the ability to bring all that disparate data into a single view for a decision maker. Excellent. Let's talk about another area that is related to simplification, right? This is one that's sort of near and dear to our hearts, right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, so one of the things that plagues users... And, and, you know, and I talk to my other apps counterparts here, um, is, is the constant needs to provide fresh copies of data around development, right? You Absolutely. can't get around it, right? You've got to constantly iterating on the application and you need the data to do that. And, you know, we'll call this test dev or QA, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, these tend to be very manual process and they tend to be very lengthy. Mm -hmm. And compared to maybe the Oracle world where I spend more time, mm -hmm. it seems like there's a lot more complexity and a lot more manual that goes into this, right? And so there's a huge opportunity for automation. There is, and there's um, not surprising with uh, um, an SAP environment. There are very strict rules about how you do oh, that. Yeah. Right, right. SAP requires you to have three instances of every SAP environment, production, uh, test and development, and QA. And each of those environments needs a copy of your real-time data. Right. And that can take most SAP environments, whether it's Oracle or HANA or, or SQL, that can sometimes take days yeah. to copy that over. And we've leveraged our snapshot technology and some very clever scripting to develop a solution we call CAT for SAP, copy automation tool. 
And the copy automation tool takes that process uh, of pulling together that copy or that clone from days down to literally seconds or minutes, minutes right. or seconds. Yep, we've seen that. Yeah. It's stunning to a user to see the difference when that happens. And you might not at first think about um, that that's a huge impact to the everyday operations of an SAP envir environment. But the people doing that work are perhaps most IT's in, uh, most IT shops, most expensive person. Mm -hmm. Your basis consultant is probably your most highly paid IT administrator. And he or she is the one tasked with doing all that copying. What's the opportunity cost of not freeing that guy up to go do your innovation? Because that's the same guy sure. your innovation and your bug mm -hmm. fixes mm -hmm. and your enhancements mm -hmm. come from. And so the customers that have adopted CAT feel that they've freed up all this resource to allow them to either reduce cost or increase innovation. Yeah, it's it's really, um, it's kind of a double-edged sword in terms of what it solves, right? It frees mm -hmm. up people resources, which there's a tangible cost to, but it also streamlines and improves the process mm -hmm. so that the fixes that you need or the development work that you need to get done happens much more quickly. And then the other thing that's really neat about it is that you can customize, right? Fully mm -hmm. customable, customizable yes. pre and post, right? Which distinguishes it from mm -hmm. a number of other sort of, you know, cloning tools or snap tools out there, Absolutely. which, you know, are great at managing snapshots and that's fine, but sort of lack the ability to go in and, 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 you know, you do things like data masking that maybe is required or to copy over SIDS. Mm -hmm. These, these are all things that are needed in perhaps pre and post, and that can be customized in cat, which is a really great thing. I mean, we're seeing, uh, people say, you know, cat saved me a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have some IDC data that shows um, how impressive the savings from that kind of, for a large enterprise that that can be for them. Let's talk more about cost then, since yeah. we're on that yeah, topic, let's talk right? About I mean, we've got, we can do cost savings with with copy automation tool, but you know, there's there's folks that are looking to save on capex, and mm -hmm. there's folks looking to save on opex. Mm -hmm. What what do you talk about relative to SAP and what Pure can do when you're talking from a capex standpoint? Well, one of the great things we do is we reduce the cost of your HANA licenses. Okay. So HANA, unlike a lot of databases which might charge by the server or the core, HANA charges by the amount of data used by the gigabyte in the memory. In memory. Okay. Yes, exactly. So it is not unusual for a large enterprise to be spending two, three, four million dollars on their HANA licenses. We we support a um, an SAP solution uh, called dynamic tiering of data, which divides data up into hot, warm, and cold data based on the timeliness of the data and the value of the data in for a pending decision, for example. Okay. So what we do is we can offload that cold data and that warm data from the in-memory HANA database and reduce the amount of data running through that and thus your database license by anywhere from one-third to 75%. So we can literally save a customer millions of dollars right off the top from their HANA licenses. And here's the best part with almost no perceptible degradation of performance. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's stunning when people see that kind of savings. And then you add in some of our data reduction technologies. Right. And you've got mm-hmm. that message around capacity reduction compared to, to some of the other solutions. That's, that's Absolutely. A, a beautiful thing. Uh, what about OpEx? You talked Evergreen earlier. Yeah, and yeah. Evergreen, of course, you know, subscription-based ability to upgrade and do it non-disruptively. But there's, there's another angle for that, which we think has really great value for SAP users. Um, are, are you talking about the um, the, the, the ES2, to, right? The the storage as a service, right? Right. right. Yeah. The big thing, uh, if you're risk adverse, um, the last thing you want are question marks, and the last thing you want are unknown variables. And I read one of our customer stories that says the biggest benefit to us that you guys don't think about is that we now have a planning process we can rely on. Our costs are now predictable. Right. Let alone they've been reduced dramatically because we've adopted store on-demand storage as a service with Evergreen. But now we can plan our IT investments five, six, seven years out, which is a real state change for a lot of companies. Mm-hmm. And we can predict it with a fair amount of certainty because of the cost uh, the cost structure of evergreen storage and the uh, the ability to estimate the the, the growth in data right? right i mean to mm-hmm. to know you know what you're doing over time and that probably makes makes the cfos rather happy right to be well able i to like have that to think it's funny you mention that because yeah. i think of our you know we have solutions that appeal to the guy who's actually hands-on mm-hmm. your, your database admin your basis consultant your server admin but uh, unlike a lot of other places, we have just as great a story for the business decision maker who's signing the check yeah. for the C-level guy. We're going to save you millions of dollars on what, by the way, is probably your single most expensive IT asset. So we can go in and say, you spend more on SAP and maintaining SAP than anything else in your inventory, and we're going to slash the cost of that license by 75%, and you're not going to notice a difference. That's right. Yeah, and there's a powerful a, story. And again, I think there's another thing you can add on to that, right, that, that, that's related to, but um, we've talked a lot about risk, mm-hmm. right? And so the other big risk is around business continuity, right? Yeah, it's keeping things up and running when mm-hmm. something bad, not if, but when something bad happens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Active Cluster is, is another great it's thing that you can... a wonderful tool. Can, yeah. yeah. Um, first of all... Um, no SAP runs in just one place, right? That just, it, it's, it, the application is so embedded within a company that uh, you're always going to have SAP environments in different physical locations. So it helps there, but it also helps in the disaster recovery and, and uh, area where compared to conventional environments, we can recover 10 times faster. And if you're running your business in real time on that data, that recovery is almost priceless. Yeah, that instant recovery, and that—that that to me, if I, I care more about risk than money, that's the key. Yeah, and great message around complexity too, right? Just the ease of setting that up against simplicity, some other types of you know yeah. simplicity. I, I love that it—it it really hits on the three main touch points that that SAP users really, you know, really do care about: simplicity, risk, and cost. Yeah, that's and it. And those—that's the big triumphant for an SAP customer. Um, let's close out. I always love when I have folks on to to talk through some some use cases, right, mm-hmm, or sort sure. of, or customer success stories, uh, and or sort of, sort of third party kind of validation yeah. things that are out there. Uh, let's go back to copy automation tool. Mm-hmm. Um, with with uh, there was a, a Latin American customer where we had that scenario that you talked about, where they were 
um, I think it took them almost five or six days, yes. right, to 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 get there. You know, mm-hmm. to manually prepare all their copies and clones mm-hmm. across many many different users. Yeah, Agro Supra is right. uh, one of our public references that you're talking about, and. Um, I mentioned earlier, and that's who I was thinking about when I mentioned earlier that some of our customers find it life-changing. Five or six days to do this, and it went down to minutes. Yeah. And uh, that freed up all kinds of resources for them, and they became true believers. And um, we're actually going to have them speak at um, Accelerate for us. Right, which is a great plug for Pure's conference, Accelerate, which is going to be in the fall. So uh, head to purestorage.com and check that out. And uh, we actually have already... Austin, Texas, my hometown. Austin, Texas, your hometown. Mm -hmm. We've already actually pushed out and published... Uh, some of the session titles and abstracts. So it's very timely. If you want to go check out and see uh, what we are going to be uh, having our experts talk about there, that would be great. Can I throw another example? Yeah, of course. I, um, of course. Just in terms of speed, I was just reading um, the experiences of one of our customers who uh, one of the things they do is operate a, a fleet of trucks. And every night, uh, their, their distribution system, every night, they would compile the data to figure out the best paths of where to send those trucks and how to optimize savings on mileage and time and so forth. And this happened to be in the food processing industry. So there's also a spoilage issue mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these trucks, seven or eight o'clock in the morning, they need to know where they're going. They were finding that it was taking up to seven hours to compile that data oh, overnight. Yeah. Well, now... You're backing right up, no pun intended. <laughs> right beep, up, beep, yeah, right. Beep. No, go back, ahead, go right, ahead. Backing right up to the loading dock, yeah. right when those trucks need to be leaving, and they 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 were panicking every time they had to do this. They found that they could run those same workloads uh, in a pure storage environment in just a few minutes. So it went from seven hours to a few minutes and made their life just so much simpler and more predictable. And less food spoilage, and right? Food I mean, spoilage. again, let's go. I love business outcome, business, right? Yeah. Food spoilage yeah. equals, you know, lost revenue opportunity yeah. equals throwing away cost and, and eliminating that. Or worse, that is putting huge. bad lettuce on the shelf at a grocery store and people get sick. Also not as good. Not, yep. not good. Also no. not as good. Um, let's go ahead and wrap and, and talk a little bit just more about Sapphire. What's, what's going on at the show um, sure. you know, what, what do we have? Go- I mean, it's, well, a, it's great a, event. It's it a is great a, event. It is a great right? event. Um, it's a family friendly event. A lot of people come and, uh, uh, mom or dad, whoever's not the tech person, uh, will take the kids to the park during the day. Yeah, and yeah. so, um, we have an expanded presence this year than we did last year. We've gone up to a diamond sponsorship with them, which gives us a very large booth. We're premiering a new booth prop, exciting, cool booth property, for their first time with a lot of bright orange lights and digital signage that's going to attract attention. Got some cool videos. Probably the neatest thing, though, is we've got a booth theater. In-booth theater. Filled, in-booth theater filled with not only our technical experts speaking, but also uh, uh, partners speaking. Who's People, coming? Who's, who's, Cisco who's, who's, is coming excellent. with Flashstack, of okay. course. SUSE, who is involved in almost every SAP HANA environment. Right. Rackspace, whom we've just started partnering with, is going to be there, and they're launching a new SAP managed services business. So they're going to be talking about SAP in the cloud and how you can save money with a managed service environment. And um, Cisco, Rackspace, SUSE, 
Who am I forgetting? Well, I know there was one you were there working was... on. Show up, show up at Sapphire <laughs> and, see. and be really surprised about there is, that other there is alliance another partner, partner uh, showing up. But but um, and they're very excited to work with Cisco because or Pure rather um, because of the advantages of the storage in their environments. And um, so NVIDIA talk big data. Uh, Cisco will talk flash stack and converged infrastructure. SUSE will talk environment and software stacks yep. and virtualization and so forth. So a pretty good rounded, um, we're going to have demos of CAT. We're going to have demos of dynamic tiering. We're going to talk about uh, active cluster and backup and restore. Um, so a pretty full um, day on the show floor. And then come four o'clock, we break open probably the best uh, of everything is our artesian bourbon tasting table. That sounds really good. So come by four o'clock to the booth and get a snort of some really good bourbon before you head out for the evening. Sounds fantastic. And if you can't make it and you're not coming to Sapphire, uh, definitely check out purestorage.com slash SAP or go to purestorage.com and uh, click on solutions and then go down to applications and click on SAP. And that will get you everything that we've just talked Absolutely. about and even more. Brian, I appreciate you coming on. This was absolutely absolutely a blast. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that was great. Was I hope you have fun. a great show and it's not too hot and humid in Florida. And uh, for those of uh, you who want to see me do some embarrassing things, I'll just throw that teaser out. There could be some interesting hijinks, I shall we say, I, I, in the I, booth. I won't spoil the surprise. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Brian. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening and subscribing and telling colleagues we will keep the episodes coming to you on a regular basis. And with that, for Pure Storage and Brian Farrar, this is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back, something might be gaining on you.